You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues. You can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. Agency Intelligence Nation, what's going on? Mitch Gibson here with another episode of the MVP Podcast. Uh, joined today by my man from Lexington, Kentucky, Mr. Tamron Manning uh, from Integrity Insurance Group. Uh, Tamron, man, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on. I've been seeing you all over LinkedIn. I've been seeing you on social media. Uh, you've been engaging with a lot of different agents, you know, kind of kind of being a sponge, taking it all in. Um, I'm like, I got to get this guy on the show. So I appreciate your time and efforts and uh, uh, talking to me from, from a state and from a town that I truly love because I'm a Kentucky Wildcats fan. So appreciate your time and effort and uh, glad to have you on the show today, my man. Of course, man. It's a pleasure, man. I'm, I'm glad to be on here. I'm excited to talk with you today, man. Absolutely. Well, I hope I hope we can not only change change uh, change some other young agents' lives out in the world because you're doing some things that a lot of a lot of younger agents, myself, have have once wished we, you know, we wish and dream of having our own agencies. Um, you've done that and tackled that at a young age, and I can't wait to dive in and, and kind of see what your path has been. Um, but but I guess to kind of give us a give us a, give us a fresh start with you starting your agency back in October first of this year. So he has started his agency October one. 2021, shortly after the whole COVID pandemic stuff, right in the middle of it, I guess, if you want to still call it that, um, went from, went from the, you know, all state side, uh, from the captive side, switched independent in October and has had his agency since then. And, and Tamron, so I, I kind of wanted to ask you first off, congratulations. Um, second of all, what's been the most difficult part of part about, you know, going from not only captive to independent, but starting your own independent agency at 27. Man, it's been a whirlwind. I would say the toughest part would probably just be um, picking a schedule and finding something that works for me and uh, fits what I'm trying to do. I love the marketing side of any business. I think marketing is my favorite part of business. I'm actually technically went to school for marketing, but uh, trying to mix that in with selling policies and uh, making sure the accounting and everything is right and doing all this stuff, man, it's wearing a lot of different hats and figuring out the best schedule that works for me day to day. That's kind of been the hardest part, but man, it has been, it's been really fun. I kind of just ignore all the hard stuff because it's, it's really fun, man. Like you said, you get to own your own agency, you get to build, um, what you want. So I started from scratch. So I'm having the ability to kind of build with who I want that foundation, who I want my target audience to be. I can kind of build that up. So it's been it's been fun, but it's definitely been hard figuring out that schedule. Now, now you, you talk about the, you know, wearing all these different hats. And I think I think we all as independent insurance agents, producers, agency owners, um, CSR, I, you know, there's not there's not many offices where you walk into and that person's job is to just do one thing, um, you know, but when you go from, you know, producer to agency owner you you just put on three or four more different hats, especially just starting out because it's just probably only you. Right. Yes. So yes. so you, you, you're doing this all on your own. 
you know, you've, you've, you've learned from, from having some prior experience, which we'll get into that here in a second. Um, you've learned from some prior experience, but jumping into the, the independent, independent market has opened up a lot of, a lot of other opportunities that's going to direct you down the right path. Um, you know, what, one thing that, that I commend you for is, is just diving in head first. Um, because I don't know if in the last three months, if you could go back and change something, and that's the question I'm getting ready to get, get at. So kind of keep that in your, in the back of your mind. Um, but I'm sure it didn't start off the way you expected it to start off. Um, if it didn't, what are a few of those things that you would have changed differently either prior to starting the agency or even, um, you know, in the, in the middle of where we're at, where we're at right now, is there things that you would have changed or done differently to make the process either one smoother or a lot more simple? Man, honestly, that is actually a really good question. But I would say going back to the point you hit before of just diving right in, I think I technically would say I wish I would have planned for some things a little more. But also, I'm actually glad I didn't plan for everything because I think uh, moving with speed and just diving into things and uh, jumping off a cliff, so to speak, has been really good for me because it's helped me uh, just put all my chips on the table. I feel like if you kind of just plan too much or you just say, okay, I need to get this right before I do this, I feel like it'll never happen. Um, We talked a little bit uh, before we started about content. And I think if I would have just set up a strategy for my content as soon as I opened to have like Monday, Tuesday, we're going to post a video, that kind of um, strategy. I think that would have been really big for me, but I do like the aspect of, okay, I'm going to create content. I'm going to do it uh, this day, this day, this day, and we're going to post it and it's going to go out and I'm not going to think about it. I think that's just how I operate. I think I'm real uh, spur of the moment. Let's do it. Don't think too much about it. Cause if you think too much about it, man, you'll look up at it. It hasn't happened. So uh, that's a great question. So I would answer it just by saying doing something uh, without putting too much thought into it has been a positive for me. But a little piece of me wishes I would have kind of planned for some unforeseen things a little bit, a little bit longer. You, you hit a really good point. And, and I think I've talked about this before, maybe not on the actual MVP podcast, but it could have been on one of the guest hosted shows or something. But I remember talking about just the authentic part about the content marketing, the content, you know, creating it at all. Like before you can actually do any marketing for it, you've got to create the content. So if you create that content, if it's not authentic and you one think way too much about it, you're, you're, you're spending way too much time creating it because you want, you want it to be perfect. You, you want right. everything to be perfect. And as a, you know, for something, for someone like you who's starting an agency, start just starting their agency, you want, and I would expect somebody who's starting a business to want it to be perfect. That's, that's right. part of why we're wired the way we are and wired differently. So for you to be authentic and, and, and have that content plan, I think that that is one thing a lot. And I'm not the only one that says this. That's what a lot of agencies and a lot of first time agency owners um, um, lack is the understanding of the social, the digital, the marketing piece of it, that how in the hell am I going to get my name out there? How, how are you going to do it? Well, guess what? Everybody's got a cell phone. How can I get my face and name on their cell phone in an authentic, genuine way that they're one going to want to do business with me? So exactly. you've got that path, you know, you've got that, you've got that head on the shoulders the right way and, and the, the way that you're thinking with the content, um, which was probably a whole heck of a lot different than the way you were back at Allstate on the captive side. Ex- yeah. Explain to uh, our, our, our loyal listeners here um, what what I kind of mean by that because y- you have your hands tied a lot in a lot of different more a lot more places, especially yeah. on the digital and content side of things. So, what were some of those struggles? 
you know, at the time of having someone have being able to have to tell you what you can and cannot do on a marketing standpoint? Man, it was tough, man, because I feel like I am a person of just like um, sheer individuality. Like I want to be uh, I want to be as different as possible. I want to stand out. Um, I want to walk into a room and people feel like, oh, Tamron's here. Like that's kind of been my my stature my whole life. So being at Allstate, it's real or just any, I feel like, captive situation, it's real difficult to kind of stand out and be different because when people think of Allstate, they think of any uh, Allstate that they can just walk outside and see. There's nothing that separates this Allstate from that Allstate or this state farm from that state farm or just any captive in general. So I feel like when I went independent and gave me the ability to be exactly that, be independent and uh, be myself and uh, share with people how I want to market and share with the people that I want to market to. Um, I feel like most captive companies have a unique um, avatar or perfect customer that they're looking for. And if you don't really fit that, then the rate for you is going to either be outrageous or it's not what you're looking for. So being able to really market how I want to, like I was talking to you earlier, doing these TikTok videos and stuff like that. It's been really fun, man. I think that's the fun part of marketing. I feel like, uh, just being yourself and being able to be authentic, like you said, man, it's really easy. Um, it's really cool to just pick up your phone and like share something with as many people as you can. And it's it's free, man. That's the, that's probably the biggest thing. When you're starting out, you don't have the, the budget that the bigger companies do. So if you can squeeze in a lane that doesn't cost much and it's still genuine and authentic, it's a no brainer, man. So so when you were when you were at Allstate. How many were you were you tired of seeing all these uh you know you're in good hands? I feel like that I feel like everything Allstate, if it doesn't have you're in good hands tagline in it, it's not an Allstate commercial. Um, or in the back of a where where are those they have those hands somewhere? Is it football uh, state. that's football it? State. They're always in the fit football nets, aren't they? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that that just shows you right there some of these, you know, the difference between these captives and these independents, you know, us independents, we we all, you know, are here for a reason. Um, yeah. I think it's because I don't want to be a captive agent. I don't think I ever will. I don't, once you go, Indy, I don't think you'll ever go back to being a captive agent. Um, but they've got all these marketing dollars. I mean, they've got all this money that they're willing Brilliant. to spend all this on. And then you look at these independent agencies who, you know, are brokers or even carriers. I mean, you don't see you don't see ads all up and down, uh, you know, CBS Sports Network with talking about <laughs> Chubb Insurance. You don't. Right. Cincinnati Insurance. You don't see those things. Um, it's because they target a totally different audience than the captive the captive uh, world does. Um, which if I had to do the same thing every single day, it would be rough because like you said, the independent is there's a reason why it's called independent right. because, because you're independently, you know, being able to run your business and, and, and do what you need to do um, for you. It's been, it's been a little tougher because you, you're, you're, you're starting your own thing and you're your only guy. I mean, you're, right. you're the yeah. only person for, for some of those producers out there who either are just starting, whether they're already, you know, in the middle of all their commission schedule and they're, they're out killing it and out in the world, your process is on the personal line side. What does that look like from start, you know, from from quoting the, the the customer to writing the customer to following up? Have you developed a process yet, or have you are you kind of in the middle of you know what that process is to make sure you're you know one hitting hitting all the points you need to in the customer the customer experience, um, and then the customer life cycle after that? What systems are you using? Are you you know you know are you struggling with any of that? What's what is what does your process look like from from this you know from quoting to binding the policy? Man, and that is honestly something um, during the pre-planning stage of my agency. So 
basically all the months leading up to me opening that I was really wondering like, how am I gonna do the process of someone calls in or I reach out to someone cold, what happens next? Like, how can you make that process as different as possible? And I found the best way to do it is to do it with um, as much convenience for that customer as possible. So the first thing I like to do, uh, let's say somebody calls in, the first thing I like to do is just obviously introduce myself and introduce our agency and then really try to get to know them real quick and just try to understand what they're looking for. I think that's something a lot of people don't get when they call into an insurance company. Normally you call in, they quote you, they say it's going to be 150 a month and you say yes or no. So how can I make that um, a little different, a little more personable? I always like to ask them a couple questions about themselves that has nothing to do with um, insurance. And I have this written down now in my agency processes, but I like to ask them a couple questions that have nothing to do with insurance, um, especially if I can get a feel, I like to know what they do for a living, um, they have children, anything like that, that I can kind of um, hit on and talk about a little longer. Um, and then I also like to ask them, man, how do you like to communicate? Are you a texter? Do you work um, busy hours? Do you prefer email? Some professional people prefer emailing. Um, do you prefer talking on the phone? Some people don't like to talk on the phone. I do feel like the best way to handle a policy is over the phone at some point, but if people are more keen to texting, um, especially the demographic that I'm kind of hitting right now are big texters. So I don't mind um, texting through something or texting you and reaching out to you that way. So finding out how they like to communicate is something that I've really honed in on and it's worked wonders for me, man. And then lastly, um, once we go through everything, the video proposal. I am a big, big fan of the video proposal one because I don't know too many agents that do it. So when a customer receives my proposal, it's not just a blank PDF. They receive my voice, me talking them through the coverages, um, me letting them know how they can go forward if they like this policy. Um, that has been so huge, man. I've got people that have wrote me back and be like, man, this is the best thing I've ever seen. How did you do this? I want to add this. Some business owners want to add it to their business when they send proposals over to different contracts they may have. So video proposals are a big part of our process here at Integrity. Now, Just are you, don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but Go ahead. I, I have got to bring these loyal listeners back in for a second to understand kind of what you're, what you're meaning by these video proposals. Yeah. What, what, what's the software you use for those video proposals? proposals do you have a specific one that you pay subscription for is there free ones out there what I mean like what what types of things are you what what, what does that look like on a yeah. you know functionality standpoint i use loom i okay. use loom for the video proposal and i use a neoteric agent for the custom proposal um which is huge i think um grant botma uh, runs Neotech Agent. If I'm wrong, uh, don't misquote me, but I think he um, I think he runs Neotech Agent and it has been, you get to customize it. Neotech Agent, you do have to pay for. Loom, there is a free version of Loom, um, but I think it comes with like, you can't do certain things that you could possibly do. But yeah, Loom is how you do the video proposal. Neotech Agent is how you can do like the customized proposal where you can put your agency logo, um, you can insert the coverages and you can compare their policy to your policy that you're getting them, which has been huge. So some people are like, well, I'll let me look at what I have or 
I don't know if this would be enough for what I have. So I'll go ahead and put their policy that they gave me and the policy that I put for them so they can see, look, we doubled your coverage here. And I will tell them that on the Loom video and kind of put my cursor over it or highlight it. Um, so that just really breaks it down for them and it really helps them understand and they can listen to it again. So if you talk to somebody over the phone and you go over the coverages with them, um, by the time they go share that with their spouse, if you get that objection, hey, let me talk to my wife or my husband, once they go share it with them, they've kind of lost what you said because nobody really speaks insurance, but um, but insurance agents. So giving them that video proposal, man, they can go back and replay it for their spouse or replay it for their brother or sister or mother. And they can hear me explain the coverages the same way that I explained it to them. And then it just helps everybody, man. It, it makes a lot more sense for them. What I like what you've done when you said that you added their policy into it. When you, when you put their policy side by side with yours, what you've done there, and like he said, I, you know, it's going to give them, you're giving them few and less reasons for objection or for taking them down a sales path that's keeping you waiting. We as insurance agents, I think are very, very, very impatient at some, at some point in time, <laughs> because when you have someone that's waiting to decide, I mean, I know I'm not the same way as I used to be. I used to have that policy stacked up with 13, 13 or 14 other ones you know, that I've quoted, we're still waiting on answers for. I hate seeing that pile because it feels one, like you haven't accomplished it. Um, or two, why are they waiting? Well, I've either once or either one or two things gave them, didn't give them enough information to where they can go back and sit down and visually and, you know, audio, audioly. I don't know if that's even a word. Um, we'll, make they, it one today. we'll make it one today, <laughs> but when they sit down and they can, you, they can see what they want. They can touch what they, you know, have on their policy. They can hear what you're talking about, discussing it side by side. They shouldn't have to come back and ask you too many questions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that next, next question they, they ask is, okay, what is billing plan? What is, you know, how do I get billing set up? Exactly. But there's another way to forget about the object, you know, to, to, to make that objection not come about the billing. Let's say, hey, in the last part of the video, hey, if you want to get this policy going, here's how you can, you know, here's how we get, you know, we can get this policy issued. There's a if you go back to that email I sent with this video, there is a link on the you know email that you can set up your billing payment plan if you have the capabilities of doing that. Um, if not, have that link drive them to the billing plan offered from that carrier. That's what, that's been another great, great way. Um, but finding ways to get them to not ask 766 questions, because if they're coming back asking 15 questions, what does that show me there, Mr. Tamron? You didn't, you didn't sell them shit. (laughs) You gave them something, right? You gave them something, but you're trying to limit that. But, uh, but yeah, to that point, man, all we're describing right now. Um, and if your loyal listeners notice all we're describing is, um, a customer experience, <clears throat> a customer experience that is streamlined for the customer's satisfaction, man. That's the so to go back to your um, latter point of like, how do you handle the sales process? And I told you I want to be a little different than insurance agencies that they've dealt with in the past. Streamlining that sales process, I think that's a lot of reason progressive and the direct writers are, are winning a lot of things is because of the convenience of just like going online, typing in my information, I got a quote and I'm out of here. If I can create that same kind of concept, but also give you the real agent. I can go see Tamron Phil. I think those two combined is where like the independent agencies can really win because you have the ability to do the streamline. I can just fill out this form 
and we can get the quote and get it back to you. You have that ability, but you also have the ability to have a office that people can come into and people can sit down if they want to do that. Or if they want to go over a life policy, they can sit down with you and go over it and understand it. So that's what I'm trying to marry right now. I'm trying to marry the uh, independent agency space with the direct writer space, because I feel like as much as we not necessarily dislike direct writers, but have a little bit of an issue with how they do it. I feel like they do part of it right because it's the old Amazon convenience wins mindset. And it definitely wins with today's age. But if you can marry that with just a little bit of human feel and a little bit of like, okay, you do have an agent here when you need me. But if you don't need me, there's no reason to like uh, have to sit down or set a meeting with you. That's what I feel like captives are kind of stuck with. Like, it's like, okay, you come into the office or you pay with your cash or whatever that little thing is real hard with captives but independence man we have a real opportunity to marry the direct writer with the independent and really take off and i think that's what i'm trying to trying to build yeah the the streamlining the streamlining and the technology side of the things are just absolutely blowing up i mean to thank here in probably five years there's gonna be a lot of agencies that don't even touch policies that are written um is scary the second thing that's even more scary is I still truly believe there is a big percentage of people out there like doing business to business with, you know, in person to person. Um, And, and I don't know about you, just might might just be because they, with the agency and and our book of business that we have, um, we had a, we had a purchase of a, of a book of business probably eight years ago. And that purchase of a book consisted of probably 75% people over the age of four years old. So you can see in those eight years, those people have gotten older, obviously, Um, but every single one of them is a 20 minute conversation. You know, I can look at that one or two ways. First, first being I could spend this 20 minutes. I was on the phone with this, you know, Susie Smith. I could spend this 20 minutes quoting three other things or calling, you know, a commercial client or commercial prospect, but Susie Smith's not going to forget those conversations. That's why Susie Smith wants to call back every year because Susie might not have a companion or a loved one that she lives with because she, you know, or whatever it might be, the circumstance. Sometimes the, the only conversations these people have, good conversations, make it be with you as an insurance agent. Yeah. Make, make them, you know, hear them out. I mean, I get, I've gotten frustrated before. It's like, man, I can't believe I just sat on the phone and listened to her talk about her garden for 25 minutes. And it was the same thing over and over again. But the sweet old lady, that's that would that probably made her week. That probably made that for sure made her day. That probably made her week because I you know was able to sit there and have a conversation with her that she may not get every single day. So I think you've got, you know, you you for sure I have you have your head, I think, in the same mindset as mine, where I'm I'm on that hybrid bridge still. I, I think that hybrid bridge is going to still win in this market. Um but the, 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 the more you can target and you, with the Kate, with the use of digital marketing and advertising and off be able to offer that, you know, streamlining process, automated process to where that's the person who does want to buy from Amazon. That's the person who does want to do business with Tamron on, you know, their phone. That's what the person who wants to send Tamron a evidence of insurance or wants to get an evidence of insurance or an auto ID card because he'd rather do it through an app. I mean, there's, there's, there is a piece of technology out there for everything. Have you adapted or have you, have you took, you know, taken any of these technology or tech companies, um, objects or, or, or products out there and, and, and put them into your systems yet? I have not. I am going to, uh, man. Uh, well, let me rewind real quick. Cause you hit a really good point of, um, we'll call her Susie Smith of the Susie Smiths. 
Um, and that just goes right back to my point of just marrying the two different type of agencies. Like you don't have to be um, all the way digital. You can still service those people that do like to talk on the phone for 25 minutes because you freed up your other time with the people that you're doing digitally. So I feel like that ability to, to just do both. I think you have to be able to do both because that's Susie Smith's talking to you for 25 minutes. That's her client experience. So my client experience is different than Susie Smith's. But if you have the agency that can help the Susie Smith's and help the Mitch Gibson's of the world, um, then I think you've hit something that's really, really good. But yeah, to now to flash forward to your question about the new technologies. Yeah, I really love um, my favorite piece of technology in the insurance space that I haven't used yet, but I'm going to is Glovebox. I think um, I think that's one of the coolest things that they've done um, that the Matheson brothers have done. It is really I met them at IAOA um, and I saw everything up close and personal. And I know some people that use the the system and the product, but man, to have your own app customized uh, for your, not only for your agency, but for your client, just to tell your clients, hey, download our app. Don't download um, Safeco Insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, don't download this app. Download Integrity Insurance Group's app and you can access everything from there. I just think that, man, that's, there's nothing cooler than like having your own app. In like today's world, having an app is is huge and they give you that ability as an independent insurance agency. So shameless plug to, to them, but I really love what they're doing and I can't wait to, to implement them as I grow a little more. Yeah. Those probably are two of my, uh, two of my, the three of my favorite human beings in this world. Uh, yeah. They're, they're phenomenal people. Um, the, the product that they've built is absolutely, you know, sensational. I mean, it's, it's, and it's not even halfway complete. Um, you know, they to, get it when they can, get it fully oh my god when they get it fully complete man it'll be there yeah. <laughs> i told andy i said it's like andy when are you going to turn into an insurance carrier if that, that's if that's what's going to be next i mean heck you're, you're this way from being able to be a direct freaking writer um, but, but they've done a great job because they were one-time independent insurance agents and i actually have a call with andy heck i don't know t- tomorrow or Thursday, I can't remember. Um, but I'm trying to build out a landing page um, or a site for all my personal lines, commercial or personal lines referral partners, real estate agents, um, mortgage lenders, whoever it might be, other, you know, state, other agent, other captive agencies um, like State Farm, all states, whatever, to where if they refer business to me, they're going to get a point. If you, if you refer a piece of business to me and I write it, you get certain, you know, this many points. So I'm kind of making it a competition, but each, each referral partner is going to be able to see where they are in the standings of referring business. The, the, the winner is going, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what that price is going to be, but Andy's helping me kind of get some ideas and build out this site or build out this page to where I'm see what I'm not, I'm, I'm spending way too much time doing something, but what I'm doing, I'm giving somebody a reap of reward. Like, Hey, I, I want, I appreciate your hustle and your, your, you know, your opportunities of giving me business and giving me opportunities to write it. I owe you something in reward back, but I also, I also want some com- competition here. I want more than just three referral partners. I don't think there's anybody else out there, especially in my town that's doing something like this. So how can I be unique and offer something in return, like a, you know, a week long trip down to Florida for whoever refers the most business to me, say it's a $2,000 trip. Well, as long as I get 20 policies at a, 
10% commission, guess what? Pays for the trip. That's your trip, man. So, which I, I hope Jeez, I can. By the way, man, you should. Uh, that's that's really cool because it's kind of just like what the what the carriers do to agents. It's, like, exactly, it's exactly what they're doing. Oh, yeah. It's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. So I'm that's trying, really So I'm Andy. Andy and Andy didn't. I can't take all the credit for. Andy did something similar to. They did something similar to this, but maybe not to the extent. Um, but I actually saw the idea from a real estate agent doing that for his for his previous customers that he sold a house for helped buy a house for. That's smart because now he's getting all these people, you know, to refer him business and they're on a point scale and I, I, whatever those rewards are, I'm not hundred percent sure, but that keeps his customers intuitive to what he's doing. When Joe Smo puts on Facebook that, Hey, you know, your local real, any local real estate agents and mortgage lenders, I'm looking at a house. Well, when one of his previous clients sends them, well, that's a point. He sells the house. He might get 10 points, whatever it might be um, because of that referral partner. Our best partners are the ones that are currently our, our clients. So how can we get them on board to refer me business? And we all don't do a good enough job of asking current customers and referral partners um, for those for those referrals, like 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 they like we like we should. Um, so I think that's a big big disconnect. Um, is if you're a young producer, you're not asking for referrals. Why did you even write those people in the first place, other than just to get the business and say you did it? Use them as a stepping stool. What's going on, loyal listeners? It's Mitch Gibson with the MVP Podcast, stopping you in the action of the podcast. Promise you that this will only take a second. Are you a local independent insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Well, look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need or your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and do what we're here to do, grow your business. Don't settle for less, do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's N-B-S-B-R-O-K-E-R-A-G-E.com. Let them know that the folks at the Agency Intelligence Podcast Network sent you. People need to get that, man, because it's huge. It's like we spend, uh, once I got into this business, I know I heard so much. Referral business is the best business. Um, But people taught it. I feel like people taught it backwards. It's like, go out and meet with a mortgage lender or meet with a real estate agent. And I'm like, they don't, you haven't done anything for them. Like you didn't, they didn't go through your process or they didn't see the savings that you gave them. The best referral partner is, that last piece of business that you just wrote, if you did everything the right way, if you handled it the right way, you do that, you kind of earn that, uh, earn that right to say, man, do you know anybody or do you know anybody that we can help your neighbor or anything like that? And then incentivize them. I feel like those have been, and for me as a one man shop to build my agency quickly, I feel like just at making it a habit to ask each person that I write, um, hey, do you know anybody that that we can help just like we did you is imperative. And once I hire somebody, I'm going to build that same kind of um, question, line of questioning in them as well, because it can build your, you look up and you have like 10 people to quote because people are just sending you their mom, their dad, their sister, and they're just sending you so much. So that was a big point you hit. So I just wanted to make sure we yeah, and, and it does work. It does work. And I think a lot of people, it's just that you're you're scared to ask because you're scared thinking that you're just gonna you're being greedy to the customer. I, I think it just one depends on the customer first off, too. You know, yeah. how extent extent 
to what extent you ask them, you know, if it's just part of an email, Hey, we have this refer family and friends thing. If you, every you know, person you refer to us, you get a $10 gas card or whatever gift, some type of gift card. We have this little referral program. Um, or do you want to ask them, you know, via text message or over the phone call or send them a more personal email or send them a video email asking them for referrals and how they can send those referral partners to you is another good, good lead. But I had actually my biggest commercial lands customer. They, they build, they build, uh, erect and, um, service cell towers. So I actually have a broker out of Georgia that, um, that I write the insurance for because there's only one insurance carrier that will be, make them compliant with these big general contractors who own these towers. Um, so I asked him, I'm like, that's a great, why am I not going back to this niche again? Why am I not staying with, you know, knowing that I'm one of the only individuals who has this contract with this carrier down in, down in Georgia. Um, so I reached out to him, sent him a text message. I've had him insured for three years and I just now last week, and I'm, I'm not even looking, I'm not even kidding right now. And I'll tell you exactly. It was the exact date is November 30th. I've had this dude insured for three years, about a hundred thousand dollar account, three years. And I just now asked him, sent him a text message for if he had any contacts or if he knew where I could, you know, find a list of telecommunications companies or contractors that are doing what he's doing um, in the state of Indiana. He sends me a text message to seven people with their cell phone numbers and email addresses and said, all these, all these are my boys. Let them know that I get, told you to call them and they will give you a chance. Called two of them, quoting two of them just from that. Nothing's better than that. Yeah. Nothing's you know better what I'm than saying? Or, yeah. That's, that's genius. Well, it, you, you wish you would have did it earlier. Well, but now that's exactly it. it. But I was scared. Yeah. I didn't want to lose my biggest account, even though that we, we have grown a friendship now. I mean, we will go <laughs> golfing in the summer. Now his son plays on the same base, at the same baseball organization that I've coached out for five years. Like we've, we've grown into a really good friendship. I don't know if I just then just now felt comfortable to do it. Or right. if we get tired of being on the phone, knocking on doors so much that it's like, man, I mean, I didn't have a good, good October for, for commercial. I didn't at all. Like it ticked me off. So why, how did, why did I not get it? Have a good October. There's only so many people you can call to ask to quote their insurance. So use, use what you've got and ask those people for those referrals. So, which, which is great. And it kind of leads me into the next, the next question. Um, And we, I talked about this or we asked about, or we we kind of discussed this a little bit before you, before, before we got on and hit the record button. Um, But I mean, we all talk about, if we're on a podcast, somebody else or some other show, we all get, you know, talked about what, what do we do so great? What is, what is, you know, what makes Cameron Manning so amazing? What makes Cameron Manning so, so this or vice versa? It doesn't matter who it is. It's always about right. that guest, right? Well, I've got an idea. Let's find out something that you're struggling with or that you, you know, are having a tough time with right now in these first, you know, first six months and see how we can, you know, maybe help change, not just silly, you know, and help help you out, but also help some other agents who could be experiencing this because believe it or not, me and Tamara are experiencing the same things that we're having issues with right now. I'll let him explain it. Um, but I'm going to start having a segment here, here in these shows, the next couple of, uh, next couple of months, two weeks, uh, finding, finding some hardships in, in their business. And let's see if we can find a way to solve that or, or give the ideas to, um, make it better for all of us. So what, what, what's that one or two things that's, that you could be, you know, that you're struggling with right now, um, in your fresh, fresh three or four months here, man, uh, I would say number one, and we kind of talked, like you said, a little bit about this, but scheduling out the day to make sure that I've done everything that I feel like I need to do in a day. So 
Um, I need, there's so much that you have to do, not just as an agency owner, but someone who is an insurance professional in general, whether you're just selling policies, you own the agency, you do the service work, whatever the case, there's a lot that, that goes into that. And for me, wearing all those hats and being a one-man shop, I've struggled so far um, with realizing, okay, right now I need to prospect. I don't need to do anything but prospect for new business. Um, doing that and then saying, okay, now it's time for marketing. I need to work on anything I want to do marketing-wise. If I want to make a video, if I want to post a video, whatever I want to do marketing-wise, I need to do it this time. I've struggled with that because it feels like I'm getting pulled. Um, it's like, okay, I need to make sure that this customer is paying their bill or they didn't pay. I need to reach out to them and make sure they pay. And just trying to schedule time to do everything in the day, man, so I don't get too far behind. And the biggest reason that it's been an issue for me is because I want to be the agent that responds to everybody. I want to be like, um, oh, Mitch called me today. I'm going to call him back, get the quote sent to him today. Um, speed is kind of what I've uh marketed myself as is like, look, we're going to do things for you, streamline it and make it quick. Um, but it's hard to do that when you also have to make sure, did you do any marketing in the day? Um, did you do any hard prospect in the day? Did you really sit down time to call at least 30 people today? And that's what I struggle with when I go home at night. It's like, man, I didn't call enough people today. So scheduling, time blocking, uh, whatever you want to call it, that has been my biggest struggle and just trying to figure out my way and really be a, a, I hate to say a slave for my schedule, but that's really what I'm trying to be. I want to say, look, I'm doing this right now. I can't really um, get to your service request right now, but I do have some time to do it later. And when I get there, I'll send you a confirmation email and get that to you. So just scheduling your day, man, and just figuring out what works best for me, what time I need to do, what has been really tough. And I did not expect this um, to be this tough because I didn't realize how hard it was to like come up with fresh marketing ideas and come up with what to post when you put out whatever you put out so like the write-up about it or the blog whatever you want to do that's really time consuming i found out so i thought it was kind of for some reason i don't know why i thought it would be um pretty pretty seamless but that's been really hard and making time for prospecting which should be obviously number one because without new business you're not going to grow so uh but if you don't market it's hard to get that new business so you're just cold calling all day so that was been the toughest thing for me and i think you share the same sentiment of just figuring out what schedule, what plan works for what's best. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's not necessarily, you know, you, we, we all, I think maybe compare and contrast or maybe we sit down and we think, I mean, I wonder how, what his time block schedule looks like. I wonder what this agent's time block schedule looks like. Does he even have a time block schedule? Is he just so daggone intuitive in his mind and whatnot that it, it just comes natural? Well, someone who's got ADHD out the wazoo, I mean, it's, it's a constant uphill battle. It really is. But the thing that has helped me is, you know, killing the morning routine, mm. being a master of the morning routine and being consistent with it. Because if I master my morning routine now, and this is, I've only been doing this for about a month and it's helped out a lot, um, not just work-wise, but personally, but being consistent with your routine in the morning. My last thing that I do is prioritize one through five. I won't have more than five things that I have got to get done in a day. But number one has to get done before I leave my house every morning. I want to get that number one most important task done out of my out of my day. 
And that number one task is the same thing every single day. What is my daily routine? What's, what do I have to do today? And what's my top priority? So when I get the office, I have one more, I have another top priority, right? That's work. I got the, if, if my priority of scheduling out my day in the morning does not happen, go ahead and just count the day out. Um, you know, so, so, so I think just mastering that morning routine and doing some things, whether it's listening to a podcast while you drink a cup of coffee or while you listen to a podcast while you're showering, brushing your teeth, shaving, doing whatever it might be, you know, find a consistent routine because that consistent routine will roll into a consistent routine at the office and in your work. So for you, you know, trying to figure out what those time schedules are, you know, just as well as I do, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm playing with it. I told you I put Monday and Wednesdays from 9-11 that I'm going to, you know, be out cold calling, knocking on doors, whatever. Well, guess what? We open at 8.30. I'm usually when I drop the kids off, I'm usually at the office before eight o'clock. Well, when I get the office before eight o'clock or at eight o'clock, I've now got an hour to do something. Well, by the time I hunker down, get comfortable, get get in my routine, I'm get going. Guess what time it is? Nine o'clock time to cold call time to get out of the office, knock on doors. Well, I could be, you know, three things deep right now. And that's not what I had intended or planned for the day. You know, that's, that's not at all. So being able to be consistent and, and being your own self coach with that consistency um, and prioritizing what has to be done, you know, right. this has to get done. If it doesn't get done tomorrow is going to suck. Or I just disappointed someone. I, I failed. I didn't come through with what I needed to come through on. I mean, you're not perfect, especially a one man shop like you is not perfect <laughs> right now. Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably just as impatient as anybody wanting to get somebody in there to help out with some of the chaos. Um, yes. But that's part of the process. Like I, I commend you for, for doing that. Um, and there's a lot of people out there, like I said, at the beginning of the show that want to do what you're doing. Um, what was it? What was the what was the mental mental mindset? What 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 made you say, I got to go? I got to get this thing rolling. Um you know, how long have you wanted to own an independent agency? What, what was your dreams prior to insurance? Man, that's a, that, uh, flash, that's a great question because I have no, uh, back history of any insurance. Like I wouldn't even know. Um, I guess quickly I'm 27. So obviously 26, 25, I was still on my parents' insurance. So I didn't even know nothing about insurance as long as my, I know my mom had it. So that means I had it. So um, I didn't know too much about insurance anyway. I am a, uh, I'm a basketball player by trade. Um, I went to Marshall University in West Virginia, uh, played there. I wanted to play professional overseas. I finally got the opportunity to play professional overseas. I went to Ireland. I lived in Dublin, Ireland for a year. And then I came home and I had a daughter. So um, obviously my whole um, mindset has shifted now that I have a daughter. So now I got to get into the workforce, stay home. So I'm not traveling all the time. So stay home and and work and make a good uh, life for my daughter and myself. Uh, So I ended up going into the recruiting space. I worked for a recruiting company um, here in uh, here in Georgetown, Kentucky. Um, wasn't really what I wanted to do. A buddy of mine owned an all-state agency. Um, so I, I jumped in with him. He said, man, you got the personality for this. I jumped in with him and I really hit the ground running. Uh, liked what I was doing. I liked helping people. Um, insurance, I wouldn't say it's the coolest thing, but what it is, it, it provides a schedule of flexibility for you and it gives you a little bit more freedom than a normal I would say like a normal kind of job would so I really love that and then you're helping people day in and day out you're getting to talk on the phone and meet people um so I was like man I can I can do this 
and do it how I want to do it. Uh, let me check out this independent space. And man, since then, it's been it's it's been uphill from there with my mindset anyway. Now, obviously, there's some pitfalls with starting starting a company from zero. Um, I don't think people realize starting a company from zero is not easy. And something I always like to do, which I feel like most people are like this, but I like to um, not necessarily compare myself, but I like to look at other people when they started from zero. And I love that. I don't know if you've seen that picture of uh, Jeff Bezos at his, uh, in his like his garage with like the Amazon picture behind him. Like the, I haven't seen like it. It's like he it's like you almost like you wrote he wrote Amazon on a piece of paper and put it behind him and he's like working in his garage obviously the startup of Amazon um he has like a full head of hair so it's like really an old picture as but, you sit back there uh, with a as you sit back there with your logo I love it yeah but such like, a great but it's such like, a great class <laughs> it means so much man when you like see like you have to start and I think that was my biggest thing is like this leaving of it all state is gonna be hard because um you're getting a normal type of pay. Um, obviously you're getting the two paychecks a month. Um, obviously you got to write business, but you're still pretty comfortable going on your own, starting from zero, not guaranteed anything in a commission-based business. Obviously, as you know, when your listeners know, um, it's hard, man, it's scary. So I had to really visualize where I wanted to be. I really had to bootstrap things and, Although it's been hard, man, it's been very rewarding to know like, hey, I started this from zero. Um, I'm three months in and I'm, I've overshot my projections um, to from where I thought I would be at three months in going into 2022. And I feel like 2022 is going to be, uh, I'm really going to uh, take off pretty hard in 2022 with the content. Um, with I think the business is going to expand as far as me hiring and stuff like that. So I'm excited, man. But that's that's probably the biggest thing is just looking at other people when they started and then knowing how important that journey is um, and understanding. I enjoy the process of stuff. We're both sports guys. I know you talk about baseball a lot. I'm a, a basketball player and that process. And you know what it's like, man, the process oh, yeah. of like you start the season and you work that whole season to get to the championship. You win the championship and you finally like sit down and like, who we want it. And then you do it again. Do it like again. I feel like, yeah, like that's the, that's insurance to me. Like that's months, though. It's not like the whole season, sure. but it's a month. Like I start this month at zero. Let's get to whatever we want to get to. We won the championship for that month. We hit our goal or whatever we wanted to do. But hey, new month. Let's reset let's, button. Let's do it let's, again. Let's do it again. And having that man is just so. I feel like sports and insurance. Um, I never thought that this would translate. And I'm a I'm a man of faith. So I will say I'm a man of faith. Um, so I feel like God put me in that that sports realm and I'm here now. And I feel like they correlate so well because it's and you would have never guessed. Like no. some of my friends that play basketball or play football or whatever would never say, man, insurance has nothing to do with this sport. But the the gist of it does. It's like, man, you've got to practice. You've got to work hard. You've got to train yourself. If you don't work on selling, you're not going to be good. You're at selling. Like, you need to watch videos. You need to learn from uh, the Carruthers, the um, Ryan Hanley's, Bradley Flowers. You need to learn from these people um, and listen to them and then practice it. Role play. Some people role play. You need to do that kind of stuff to be good for the game. And the game is every time you get a prospect on the phone, that's the game, man. Can you close that prospect? Can you add them to your book of business? And then can you repeat that? And I just love, I love that part of insurance. So that's why I've gotten into it, man. I'm not, uh, I wasn't like legacy in the insurance. Like I know a lot of people are, but 
it has been a, a industry that I love and I feel like a lot of people need to learn about this industry if they're looking for something to do because you don't have to be uh, you don't have to have a master's degree you don't have to do eight years of college after your undergrad which is a big plus and you can still have a great living man I look at a lot of the insurance professionals uh that not not I necessarily look up to, but that I see and that are doing great. And they live really, um, really great lives, man. They carve out a good life for themselves. I'm probably going to butcher these, but I don't know who it was that said it. I think I'm probably either Cass. I think it's probably Cass. But insurance gives you, gives you more, I think, either four or five things. One, freedom. Okay. Flexib- the flexibility part, part of it. It gives you, um, you know, it gives you more time to, my, my, my glasses are like, I'm having some uh, tough time. Oh yeah. It was like fogging up for some, I'm not even sweating. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I'm like, hold on a second. Was it, am I getting a heat flash or something? From, from what? Getting old, I guess I'm, I'm getting old, getting, getting old. Uh, but the, but the, 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 the freedom, I mean, you, you're giving yourself some financial freedom being, you know, being in this industry, you've got to give this industry time though, for it to, for it to have the good, good return on investment, just like anything. You can't expect to pick something up and be really good at it and make millions of dollars a year one. <laughs> you don't know nothing about it. And, you know, that, that's, that's the thing. So, you know, having the financial freedom to be able to, you know, provide for your family, um, having the personal freedom, okay. Being, having the independent ability to do what you want, um, the ability to help others. I mean, those three things right there is, 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 is huge of why this industry is made for a lot of, a lot of people, but they get that, that stereotypical, you know, Jake from state farm, being stuck in a desk, calling on the phone. Now, now Jake from State Farms over hanging out with Chris Paul and and Patrick Mahomes. They, now they made him cool. They made yeah, him. Yeah, he, cool he's fresh now. They got him back out. But the <laughs> the typical you know insurance salesman sitting behind the desk just is not a good not a good look for the industry. And, and I think that's what that's what steers a lot of people away um, from from giving them a chance or even giving the industry a chance. Um, I know I didn't make it to probably those four because I forgot ADHD. But you know the financial freedom piece, the being able to help others, the being you know having the freedom to do what you want and run your agency the way that it should be ran um i mean those are those are my three top out of those five um if if i didn't even know what those five were so um speaking of when you when you know you're talking about cold calling or when someone calls in for a quote i'm about to hit you with some with some uh there's a specific term for it but I'm, i'm like i said i'm not a not an English reading major, language major, none of that stuff. So I couldn't tell you what the word is. Have to be right. Yeah, it's exactly. It'll have to be in this industry. <laughs> but I remember earlier in the episode you had brought uh, brought up talking about when you're on the phone, you try to think of some some questions or topics and have conversations with them to find out more about them personally and have that relationship and that connection. I do the same thing at the end of every episode here, and that's kind of the reason why I do it. So we can build, you know, try to build a relationship with my guests, not just having them on the show, putting out the content. I want to build a relationship with you. So asking this question. I have five rapid fires I finished the show with. Um, like I tell every guest, I think I have all five of those remembered in my head, but there might be one that I haven't asked previously. So I apologize, but we'll get started with the uh, five rapid fire questions from Mr. Tamron Manning. Number one, what's your favorite color? Favorite color, blue. Favorite ice cream, favorite flavor of ice cream? Cookie dough. Is that a flavor? Yes. Someone finally said what okay. I guessed it. Heck yeah, it is. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. If you could spend 24 hours with anybody, Dead or alive, who would it be? Oh man, that's a great question. Man, just one also one person, 24 hours. One person, 24 hours. Um, let's I can ask that in a, in a, in a side a side question. Okay. If you could spend some if you could spend 24 hours with two people, one person being someone you can learn from and the other being someone you can have a good time with. 
Okay, so one person I would learn from is probably uh, LeBron James. Uh, I learned a lot from him. And then somebody I just want to kick it with and have a good time with. Uh, man, this is a weird answer, but I feel like this will be a really fun person uh, <laughs> for some reason uh, to hang out with. But Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. I feel like he would be a really uh, interesting person to kick it with. I, I, would, I would assume so. Plus, he's been in so many daggone movies that I'm sure he's met. You could talk for hours. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I so mean, Leo. what movie would you have? Would you talk to him about? What's your favorite Leo movie? Oh, man. Wolf of Wall Street. Agreed. It's not even close. <laughs> that movie's, movie is unbelievable. Even though the iconic Titanic is pretty good. Yeah, Titanic is Titanic. good. But he I plays like, that, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he would have more fun talking about the wolf, even though Titanic, I think, made him famous. But the wolf is the wolf's what would. kept him famous. <laughs> Two more questions here. One being, what is uh, if you could visit anywhere in the world or uh, in the country, where would you go? Now, I will say, Mitch, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty well traveled. But one place that I want to go that I have never been is Australia. Mate, I feel like Australia, Australia mate. Cool. Heck yeah. yeah. I've been, I, I want to go to Ireland. I've, I haven't been to Australia. I've been out to yeah. Ireland. I want to go to Ireland. Get to Ireland. Get to Ireland. That, that's where, that's where McGregor's from, isn't he? Yeah. They have proper, they have proper eight ads all over the place in Dublin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love McGregor, man. <laughs> I love McGregor. That's awesome. This more, this, this last question is pretty, I guess it's kind of more of a serious question and might be able to impact somebody out there. It's the reason why I love to ask it. Cause I'm all about making a difference and helping other people. That's what this, this world's about, how we can help help one another and, and, and love one another and help one another. Um, if, if you had one piece of advice for, for anybody out in the world, uh, whether that's either getting started with a new career, um, you know, changes in their life, whether that's in business, whether that's personal life, if you had any piece of advice or something that you have learned over your, you know, 27 years of life, what would that be? Do it. I would say do it. Go for it. You have to go for it and you have to do it because like we talked about earlier, if you don't do it, man, you'll never do it. If you spend your whole time planning and like waiting for that perfect time or waiting for your savings account to hit this amount, you'll never do it, man. So my best advice would be to do it. Um, figure it out as you go, uh, fail as many times as you can. And you'll fig- I promise you'll figure it out. If you keep failing enough and you learn from that and you do it again, that's probably the best advice I give. Somebody gave me that advice. So I didn't create that advice, but I do feel like it's the best advice I've heard. And it's true. That's some from somebody in the sports world. Cause I've heard that one in the uh, sports world too. I feel like I've heard it from a bunch of people, man. I've heard of uh, Will Smith talk about just yeah. like failing, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg talks about how much he failed with Facebook. And I just feel like failing is, is so important. So failing's part of it. Yeah. Don't, don't be scared to fail. You got it. Exactly. Don't be scared to fail. You got to embrace it. And if you don't learn that, the biggest thing is if you don't learn from those failures, you've just wasted the failure for somebody else. You know, someone else (laughs) could have failed just as bad as you did and learn from it. Um, So we got to learn from that. Well, well, Tamron, I'm going to let you go. Um, It was a freaking phenomenal conversation. We'll be the last time because I want to catch up with you, um, you know, six, 12 months down the road and get you back on and kind of see where you're at now, how things have grown, what things that you've been play, you know, you've put into play um, things that have changed. I know you talked about the time management piece, things like that. I think there's a lot of great things we'll be able to bounce back on from this episode, um, you know, to, to show one that the patience and the grind does, it is rewarding because it's going to come for you. You, you're doing great things. I, 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 first time I've really dove into learn about things that you're doing. Um, and, and now I now understand at 27, why you're in this, in the shoes that you're doing, because you're on the right path, man. Thank um, you, man. Thank you. 
but if anyone needs to get in contact with you, because I know, I know you're, you're one of the few younger, younger agents out there that are owner, agency owners, you know, if anyone wanted to get in contact with you, maybe bounce some ideas off of you, or even, you know, suggest a couple of things, maybe they've started an agency, um, you know, where, where can people find you at? Man, they could get in contact with me the easiest way. Um, they can, they can get in contact with me on Facebook. It's just, um, Tamar Manning, my first and last name. Manning is M-A-N-N-I-N-G, like Peyton and Eli. Um, or they can get with me on LinkedIn. Same same information, Tamar Manning. Uh, they can search me on LinkedIn, man, and I'll answer anybody's questions. Because people like you and people like uh, James Jenkins, all of you all have been very influential to me and have answered questions that I've had. Um, so I want to do the same for people who are kind of doing what I'm doing and in that fresh state. Just like baseball, just like sports, just like basketball. At some point, someone's either going to ask if you played it, someone's going to ask you to coach, someone's going to happy to be involved. It'll happen. So if you, if someone ever wants to get reach out and have conversations with you, you know, don't be a give back to people, man. Don't don't hold your systems and creations like you know held back. Share with everybody because the more you share, the better this industry will be. The more people will have in this industry, which means more competition. I love competition. Um, we'll, uh, we'll 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 touch base with Tamron here in six months and see what he's doing. Uh, if you don't follow him already, go follow him and watch his journey because it's going to be fun and one that one that we will talk about down the road. I already I already know it. So for Mitch Gibson, Tamron, uh, thanks for joining the show, brother, man. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to having you on the show again. Always remember that you can make a difference and don't forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever the heck you're listening to this on. Just as long as you, uh, you, you go out there and make a difference in someone's life today, don't have to worry about hitting the subscribe button. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks again. And uh, we'll see you next time on the MVP podcast. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.